Hello, and welcome to the King Heroes Journey podcast. My name is Beth Martins. I'm here with Ben Balderson and friends. <laughs> we'll see who, who's going to show up today. And uh, welcome to those of you who are already coming. Sherry Ives and Laura's happy. Hello, Nevad17. Mojo Shop is coming. T-Post, all the good ones. Excellent. So good. And um, so today we're going to talk game. about Brown's guest. He's, he's got our back. Oh, is he the uh, the recently wounded one and recently healing? No, that's Mama's, and actually, we'll show her uh, a little bit later when we're talking about that too. But uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's Mama Mama Dog. So the rest of the pack is really very angry about that. But go uh, ahead, I'm sorry. That's okay. So uh, I'm just going to get Rockfin going. If any bit, I had I had troubles with my links around this. <clears throat> they were so weird. So I apologize to anybody if you're not able to uh, catch this live for that reason, but it will be here after. And there's a Rockfin link for anybody who would like to jump on over there. You are most welcome. And oh, looks we, like we have um, people and Rockfin is going and it's on, I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Welcome, Ben. I'm so glad you're able to join me today. And you're very quiet. Hail, so you... Hail. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I, I had to get to... my little mouse thing all the way over. Ah, yes. Yes. All of that. Welcome to Michael. Nice to see you here. And Bernhard as well. Fantastic. Well, this has been a really exciting time for me. I was, uh, I'm like a little sister, always, um, you know, on, on your coattails or on my friend's coattails. But I don't mind. I have no ego about that. And and I have seen for months that you guys were interviewing George Wiseman and your, you know, some Alpha Beta guys are all showing up with their all uh, wired up with their gas. And I started finally researching the first little bit of research. Next thing you know, I contacted George Wiseman direct. I'm like, I need to talk to this guy. And he's so friendly. He said he can't come on until the new year given what he's got on his plate right now and how many uh, machines backed up he is. But uh, so that will be happening. And I in like the meantime, I, yes. Hail Steve Mercer, you stud. <laughs> there you go. Did you guys meet in person? Yeah, I got to hang out with Steve for a couple of days, go out to supper with him, Aww. hang out with him. It was, I mean, he is one of the most uh, amazing. Well, I mean, I, I was with him during the day too, but it was more of a, you know, on and off, I, you know, you know, like pinball, you know, I, you know how those events are, you know, you, you see somebody, you see somebody else, you see somebody else, but I got to spend the evenings with him in a, a small group setting, uh, which was very awesome. And he's, a, he's just as wonderful as you, you ever imagined. So mm, love that's, you, awesome. that's really lovely. Yeah. I also love him and uh, would love to meet all of you guys in person sometimes. So yeah, we're still, we're still stuck. Some people We've are getting met. to the border. What's that? We've met. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You and I have exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are still getting through our border, but uh, now it's the U S that's demanding poison injections. And I, 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 so not where, Oh shit. Okay. Amanda's trying to get on. Give me one second. Apologies to everybody. No worries. I'm going to quickly no do this. I did send her the link and uh, Rose is trying to come on late, which is just fine. And uh, then we're good to go. <laughs> Great. Okay. Fantastic. So 
I honestly hope that Amanda's on the more traditional oh. uh, thought process with it. Um, uh, mine's a little bit different as per, uh, you know, as, as per always. <laughs> my my uh, ideas on things and how they work are a little different than most people, so... Yeah, which is fantastic. That's in fact exactly what I want because, you know, it's we're looking for the truth here, not not just oh we we all agree great leave it at that. And I know you to be a very good science mind. I sometimes have to hang on by my fingernails when you talk. Same with George, but uh, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm open to learning. My my learning muscles are stronger than they have ever been. What I've had to learn in the last while is uh you know it, it was yeah. all out of my comfort zone all out nice. of my pay grade yeah yeah some you know physical things on the land and with uh you know managing stuff and all that kind of stuff you, doing, you some got to do it. Mm, doing some rooting exactly you got it you got it and it's i love hearing thing. that i mm. love hearing that mm, beautiful so Amanda, in case you didn't see the uh, stream, or pardon me, your Telegram, I did post the link and you can jump on anytime that you're ready. So thanks for persisting. Rose said she's going to be late, but she will be here as well. And brain kegels. Yeah, <laughs> you got it, Sherry. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know how much I wasn't learning before. I thought it was a lot, but uh, I was in my well, own that, lane. That, that, that uh, uh you know discerning mind and that uh you know uh reasoning you know actual reasoning those are hard things to to figure out and those are muscles that most people didn't use most of their life and that so they were very atrophied and now that you're uh now that you've been doing that for quite some time and you throw an addition that you are actually rooting some of the things that you're doing you bet you you're gonna kick it into high gear yeah yeah, that's it. Yeah, not so scary. Even even just if we're, since we're talking about Brown's gas, it's this is not for people who have no uh, you know ability to read and follow instructions. I uh, and here's Amanda. So great. I'm gonna bring you on. People who have no uh, you know ability. Oh, Amanda, to you just might want to pause the uh, YouTube now. Oh, give me a second. Uh, and here's. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. So I'll just take the banner down so we can see better. All right. So Amanda Ridding is here. For anyone who's not familiar, I consider you to be a Canadian champion in law. And yet we're having you here for a totally different subject. I got on the phone with you yesterday, uh, a few days ago, and, and you said to me, Beth, have you ever heard of Brown's Gas? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have. I just got the machine right here. I can't yeah, even really show ago, you guys. And, and you said to me, Beth, have you ever heard of Brown's oh, Gas? Just and I'm like, oh, yeah, got the, uh, the video on. Is it me? Right here. I can't even really no, show you guys. Okay. There's okay. a third one. Yes, I'm, if you just close your YouTube and I'll uh, just mute. Yeah, there you go. You muted. But yeah, if you just close the tab on your YouTube, it'll it'll go away. Or Or hit the pause button on the YouTube video. So anyway, the uh, the end of that sentence was that uh, Amanda has already been into the Browns gas for a few months. So she was ahead of the curve. I'm not sure how she find out words getting out, which is really nice to see and in an organic way, right? Nobody's doing any heavy marketing, especially not George. Uh, he's just doing heavy on the production of what he can do. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know Browns gas is 
or I, I shouldn't say Brown's gas is, but his technology for creating Brown's gas is open source, right? So this is the first clue that it's not say just a marketing scam. And even if it, you know, is bona fide and real, which I, I feel it is, then that, um, you know, turning it into a business, it's okay. But how, how big could your business get given the, the goal of having this in every household available to every person, right? You, you could, you, you couldn't even be Elon Musk and do that. So um, I was actually just going to add Beth, uh, not that I've had a conversation about his um, work directly with George. I've asked, he's, we've had some ask and answer questions. I want to go out and say that he actually doesn't patent his work and he's right. never patented his work. Right. That's um, what open source means. Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't own it. And anyone smart enough could come along at this stage and reproduce his work. <clears throat> and uh, on top of that, for anyone who doesn't know, oh, we've got the, the planes going. <laughs> and, and for anyone who doesn't know, he's also creating a, a training program that was about to get underway as, uh, as all the um, CV BS hit the airwaves. And uh, so that will be coming up as well. Like I said, I'll be having George on in the new year, so I'm looking forward to that. And I'm so grateful to have Ben and Amanda here so far. It looks like Rose will be coming at some point. So that's good. Yeah. Then, uh, then I don't have then because uh, you two are going to have me uh, talking like I'm back home for the next week. <laughs> like you're back home. What does that mean? Well, because I'm from my like Steve Boykin and calls it. He says I'm from Canada's taint. You know, so my accent, like you get, like my accent's almost the same as yours. That's right. That's <laughs> and, right. You know, yeah. Yeah, whenever you get around somebody from that, then your accent starts just getting stronger. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Go. Oh, and, and, look what Emil, and look what Emil said. There's already a manufacturing facility in Regina. Fantastic. That's great. So good. Yeah, and we've got some plans too. I won't talk about them at this moment, but let's talk about <clears throat> hydrogen as a as a place to dive in. And, and, you know, why is this so unknown that we need hydrogen, that we are 62% hydrogen? We're busy taking all our trace minerals. That's only 2% of us. How do you think that happened? So I, I've never spoken with you, Amanda. It's nice to meet you. Um, it, when I talk, it's usually, I'm pretty long winded. I can't, I can't explain anything simply. So, you, you know, I'm going to go ahead and defer to you on, uh, whenever she, when I, the situation comes up, because then by the time I get done, you just might be not wanting to say anything, which seems to happen a lot. So you go ahead and go first. I'm, I'm here just sort of to add if I think there's something to add and I can put it in the notes here. So. Okay, no problem. All right, then. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay, so, then. Okay, so we'll go back to, oh, that's a weird view. 
And so then, <laughs> so, so Ben, why don't you just dive in with some of the science? Because this is, this is where I start to not quite glaze over, but I haven't been able to take everything in. Uh, even just setting the machine up was a little PhD for me. That was like a wow. I I did it. <laughs> I still I still have nice. some doubts, but it seems to be really the most important part of setting the machine up. And anybody that buys one, I want you to remember this is is that uh, the lie, which is a base reaction, um, and we're this is going to sound sciencey, but we're going to go ahead and break it down here just shortly. Uh, the lie, which is a base reaction, is an exothermic reaction, which means that it makes heat expel. And so if you do that inside of your machine, the liquid sitting in uh, PVC pipes, which is a really nice durable thing, but it's not good for uh, that kind of extreme heat. And so really what will happen is, is, it, it, rather than honestly, rather than break the PVC down, it'll mostly break down the glue on the PVC and then that's going to mix into your solution. And you're, you're definitely not wanting that. So you get, so the real biggest challenge with doing the machine is, is taking a mason jar, a large mason jar and doing your lye reaction in the mason jar. And hey, Robbie, glad to see you have a machine brother. And I knew that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he told me on telegram uh but uh we talked about it but uh uh you put it in that and then you take a funnel and you uh fill the machine with it after it's cooled down and then make sure that you have uh some vinegar around because um this is a base reaction and everybody always thinks of acid reactions when they think of your skin getting uh, uh, eaten away. But that's uh, caustic base. It will do just the same. So the medium line on that chart for that particular thing is uh, which is pH. pH is what the which means actually potential of hydrogen which is part of what brings us to the end of this conversation. Uh, the pH is what sets that. So if something's acidic, it has uh, hydrogen geared into it. If it's uh, base, it wants to grab onto hydrogen. Or it doesn't have hydrogen. It's more of an oxygenated side. Uh, but anything seven is actually the baseline on that, not zero. It's seven. So anything that goes above seven or below seven, you're getting base or acidic. But uh, uh, so anyways, this is a caustic base, uh, something that we will talk about in this conversation more uh, because it's going to apply to all this. So anybody that's been uh, following around and listening, um, I've been working on uh, biochemical universe. And as an alchemist, the body and the universe then work in the exact same way. And so in alchemy, you have three basic components. You have your salt, your sulfur, and then your mercury in between, which is creating the pathway for the sulfur and the tra to travel to meet the salt. Okay. Now, that's just how this universe works, as above, so below. So even if that's electricity, that's the same. It works the exact same way. Uh, even when it's uh, just static electricity, like with lightning, uh, you can look 
look that up. There's a channel that jumps up from the earth and shoots up to the sky. And then you see the lightning float out. And so the, <coughs> just how, how these things work. And as we've talked about on Beth's show a number of times, your basic alchemy where you break down the plant into the salt and the sulfur and the oil and then the sulfur travels through the or the sulfur travels through the oil or the mercury to get into the salt now that's for the human or the plant or things like that that are broken down now when we were doing the breaking down of the plant the three things that we originally removed which was the original ego that we burnt out were water cellular material and carbon and those the those three things belong to this plane that's the three that's the three pieces that belong to this plane now when you look at those individual pieces the cellular material that turns into ash so that's on the salt side if i hit that with fire it doesn't vaporize that salt side now if i look at uh the centerpiece which is carbon now carbon's freaking weird right and you know we can say a lot about carbon but we're not talking about carbon today but carbon actually exhibits kind of both sides of uh the masculine and the feminine it, it'll crystallize you know a lot of people really enjoy uh uh Oh shit! What's the Russian carbon crystal crystallized carbon? And is the carbon like the mercury in the situation, or is that totally different? Yeah, it is. It is acting as the mercury. Good job, Beth. It is acting as the mercury in this situation, and and in that situation, because the the true salt that's you and the true sulfur that's you and mercury that wanted to be one or didn't want to be one until you went through the great work that uh carbon body was what was holding these things together so and, and it's beautiful that I, I love it yeah and so yeah now i know it like got almost got me all goofed up like wow awesome beth that means <laughs> thank you <laughs> i'm learning for me but uh so uh then the carbon though if you hit it with heat it vaporizes which is super weird so it, it, it's a very odd one well that's the center line we live on the carbon plane and we've heard all heard me say that um well then the other thing the feminine component of the uh the this plane that belong to this plane is your water now the water is the really the uh what should be more mercurial than the uh uh carbon in and of itself because but carbon's so weird right um and it should be but it's not, not how it's set up but carbon then in the living system is acting in it as mercury all right now when you start looking at the battery and we are just a battery um when you start looking at the like galvanic cell battery you've got a cathode and an anode and then you've got uh, electrolytic fluids in the middle that the two things are soaked into so what's going to happen with the battery is is the anode is going to break down 
and it's going to, the particles actually going to split. And I know that there's a big ether, uh, uh, theory movement going on in the, in the, um, out in our genre, but, uh, it's really very interesting. That's again, a whole nother talk all onto itself where like both sides, it's like a half truth on both sides. It's very interesting to watch from my perspective. Anyways, uh, the, the most dangerous of the half truths, right? All, all yeah, lies, that's yeah. easy. Yeah. And both sides are on half truths. The, the particle fear physics and ether physics is very interesting. Like the whole ether physics things, everything's potential. It's got to be potential of something. Like we were just talking about potential of hydrogen, potential of that second thing is the is the particle thing. Now, for particle physics side, they also don't recognize the ether side, and which is also equally ridiculous. Um, so it's whatever. Anyways. Uh, the particle of uh, of the anode, which is more degradatory than the cathode, is going to break apart because it's degradatory. And the electron's going to um, jump over and it's going to make a beeline right over to the cathode, which is actually going to change the charge of the cathode and make the uh, ion, which I'm going to assume that's one of you guys. <laughs> um yeah i the i'd yeah, be like wow no worries they're not around here i would i don't even know what to say um, yeah, they're not they're not coming for you but uh well and they don't put, turn on sirens for us like oh, of course. we don't get that you know they just come crawling over like somebody kicked an anthill with uh you know automatic weapons and swat gear um but uh I, uh, so this other half of the particle, the ion, the positive side is going to jump out into this, um, electrolytic fluid, which is acting as mercury. And on this particular portion of mercury, we're, that side is the oxygenation side or the negative side. And that side's always going to be the degradation. Something broke down and in, you know, your modern day physics, what they're going to refer to that as is fission where a particle is actually split apart and a small charge is released from this particle splitting apart. Now the uh, feminine side is going to attach to this oxygen. And so like uh, in your human body where uh, we were just talking about the carbon, that's actually going to attach to the oxygen when you break down things. Like if you eat food, uh, then it's just a continual process of you breaking down carbon and uh, releasing it into the air, which is why you're breathing out so much CO2 and needing to breathe in oxygen because all this carbon in your body's being broken down until it gets to just raw glucose. And even at that, the glucose in and of itself, the structure isn't right. You can't take it in because it's a stable structure. So you actually need to even break it down more and uh, decarbonize it and now that the carbon molecules out of the glucose it's unstable and, and it can actually attach into your body and become part of your body uh the same applies with like cannabis cannabis you can't go pick it off a plant out in a field and eat it it's not psychoactive you've got to de you've got to decarbolate it 
So knock that carbon molecule out, and now it's able to attach to your cannabinoid receptor. <clears throat> so this is the oxygenation side. Now, when we flip over to the other side, what's going to happen is, is this ion is going to get drawn uh toward uh the cathode again because the cathode's picked up a negative charge from the electron so it's going to grab at this positive ion it's going to float over to the cathode in and of itself when it reaches the cathode oh boy did we lose beth <laughs> um when it reaches shungite thank you uh, thank you steve shungite is crystallized carbon uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop, pause with the story, I think, maybe, because I'm not sure whether this is still going and we should maybe wait for Beth. Uh, can somebody tell me whether I'm still, uh, uh, are we still on? Uh, I'm in the I'm shop, sure. but I can't see if anyone else is. Still going. Still, still going. Um, okay. Uh, so I guess maybe, uh, there we go. There's Beth. And I'm back. Sorry. Yeah, I apologize. It's yeah. always a cat thing. If you ever wonder why, why I disappeared. Oh yeah. Mine does like, it to me all the time. <laughs> yeah. He'll destroy things if I don't do his bidding. So. Fantastic. So Shungite <laughs> was the crystallized, uh, thank you, Steve Mercer. Shungite was the crystallized carbon. Uh, people are really enjoy that. Uh, so carbon's super interesting. Um, but you get over when this particle, this ion side gets over to the cathode, what's going to happen is it's going to meet this electron and the two are going to merge back together. And that again, just like on the one side, it needed to happen through oxygen and you got an oxygenation. The other part of water is hydrogen. And the hydrogen part is the, the positive part to mercury. So where the oxygen took away, the hydrogen gives. And so on the hydrogen side, very easily this ion is going to slip right into that cathode through the hydrogen. And uh, you even see that with George's torches, where uh, these torches at extremely low temperatures are able to melt metals. Because through that hydrogen, that, that but it's just slipping right in there, just so easy. Uh, hydrogen really it just greases the wheels to get in. So over there is where you're going to have the fusion re reaction. And breaking down in your body or in the battery, breaking things down is all fine and dandy. But what we want is to incorporate that into our system or incorporate that into the battery and have usable energy. So it's at that point that we have this fusion reaction and the fusion reaction is much greater than a fission reaction. We all know this. And uh, you're going to there, uh, 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 a battery because there's uh, also then, I mean, a capacitor is a, is typically more of a, uh, a super quick discharge rather than uh, uh, here you're talking about a biochemical decay that is creating the discharge and transfer uh, where a capacitor is more of a short burst discharge uh, also very handy um, but uh, 
it's here where we're going to get the fusion uh, hail stacks. Uh, it's here where we're going to get the uh, fusion reaction. And the fusion reaction produces a whole lot more energy. And so that's through the hydrogen. So while uh, like George, when he talks about it, and I'm not trying to sow any division or, or you know, uh, you know, I just this is why I also want somebody with uh, more of George's position or the more classic position. Like he's he's looking at his actual vitamins or fuel for the body. And from my position, it's what's making the fuel able to go into the body that without the hydrogen, this transfer cannot happen. Uh, this is the positive side. And if you, and just like Robin Hood, it stole from the rich and now it's going to give to the poor and, but it's got to have this, uh, pathway set. And that's what mercury is, is the path, the crossroads, uh, the messenger, all transactions happen through mercury. And, uh, in the earth level, hydrogen is the positive side to mercury. That's the giving side of mercury. Hmm. Great distinction. That's amazing. <clears throat> I wonder if George oversimplifies that just because people wouldn't necessarily be able to grasp. Uh, so it's not quite technically right. I, I, that's good to, I want to correct myself. It's not quite technically right to call um, hydrogen a nutrient then. It's the, it's the precursor. Right. It makes mm -hmm. nutrients available. Like it's not bioavailable to you without this hydrogen in it. Yeah. This is very no different than when I talk about how oils are not uh, the are the salts are locked until the oil comes and opens up the salt and makes it bioavailable, which is right. why when you like uh, it's a subtle distinction, but it's one you need to understand if you want to understand how things work. Um, this is no different than like people say that you're cooking the nutrients out of your food uh, when you uh, boil your food. No. You can't boil, you're not boiling out your salts. The salts are still locked up inside of that, inside of that uh, shell. Um, what you've boiled out is the oil and made a tea. And, and the so water. Now that, go right ahead, man. Go right ahead, Beth. And, and the water, right? The, the yeah. water's, yeah. you break down the cell walls, the water comes out. Right. And you've made a tea. So you've gotten, you've released the oil and the uh, uh, water and made a very nice tea. So now what's left inside the plant? The actual nutrient salts, mineral salts. And so those, now you've taken away the key component that was needed in order to make that bioavailable to you. Because then the other thing is, is the way your body wants to work is these things are, are very much symbiotically matched. And so you can't even really replace that very well. It was meant to go together in a marriage. And these two pieces, the masculine and the feminine, were meant to work together in a symbiosis in order for you to get what you needed. And you're breaking it down and taking away component pieces. Now, I understand as an alchemist, when I'm doing the great work, I am breaking down the prima materia or the plant or whatever, you know, the plant, the whatever I'm working on. But I am keeping the very specific component pieces and the only thing I'm disposing of is the water, the cellular material, and, and the carbon. The things, the salt and the oil and the sulfur, I'm keeping those things for all that I'm worth. I go through a really hard process 
Um, I was uh, just at Flatoberfest. A lot of people got to try the different medicines I make. And so you can get a lot of different people here. And it's Steve uh, Mercer. He takes a lot of my different stuff. It's not like other people's. I go through a lot of effort to make sure my stuff is, is, is amazing. And it's because I have this understanding of the salt and the sulfur. The salt, the salt can take a beat. That masculine side, it comes together under fire. And the same thing happens in the world. Like you throw men to the wolves, they come back. They're like, I'm wolf now. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they're like, you know, it's just the way men are. But a woman scorned never returns. You know, if you burn oil, it is never works again. It never has the same flavor. It doesn't mm. actually do the job it was supposed to do anymore. That feminine side, you burn that up, eh, gone. Yeah. She leaves, out. She'll always remember. And, you know, that masculine side, it becomes stronger in the fight. Uh, you know, um, so I understand that I break these things down myself, but I am also have a lot of different very expensive equipment in order to catch the component pieces so that way i as a higher minded alchemist can put them back together and bring them to an epitome that's above what was displayed in nature because i'm removing the carbon level elements out of it <clears throat> okay very good that's awesome um, I was just going to share a link to your website because I saw you have some great stuff going on there. So I'll just hide that and uh, pick up your website link. And I'm curious, have you used the Browns gas in creating your um, any of your products? Is it possible? Because the, this is one of my big question marks that goes on as I'm using it. It it dissipates in a couple of hours, right? It's not... Yeah. It's not yeah. in the water anymore. Well, so. well, and that's the beauty of it and the and the drawback of it. So um, in that battery, when I was explaining it, uh, I, and I'm sorry that I cut you off a little bit there, Beth. That's no, go ahead. I You're good. Um, I, 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 in that battery, it was actually two cells. And the one side has, is oxygenated and the other side hyd is hydrogenated. And so what we've got is, is two different sides. So it's literally like seeing a pH scale, right? One side's base, one side's uh, acidic. You know, um, and you have two very, very similar reactions, but absolutely polar opposite. So amazing when you really start looking at it philosophically, right? Um, shit, I just got lost for a second. What were we talking about? Uh, I like your last thread just about observing how miraculous all of this is set up, right? Without right. It, understanding well, it, really it at all. It's super amazing that the base side you do, you consider that's considered masculine. And then the, the uh, acid side's considered feminine then. And it, it's super interesting because the reaction's the exact same on both sides. It really is. Like I said, it's caustic, whether it's too much acid or too much base. It's that center line that we live on. Um, you know, and the two work in this just oscillating symbiosis between each other. It's, it's absolutely fantastic, but really the two are in two separate cells because it's two separate reactions that's happening. And there's a, sometimes an impermeable and sometimes a, sometimes a permeable barrier between the two just depends on the way you set your battery up. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And Amanda, just jump in at any time. Don't don't feel like you'll be interrupting at all. Um, could we follow the the pH thread a little bit also? Because this has been a pet peeve of mine that, uh, you know, I, when I was sick with cancer, I was hearing all of this, oh, it's just an alkaline diet. And that's all it's, you know, the only reason you have cancer is because right. you're, you're acidic, right? And my naturopath at that time, he was so mad because he said that those guys are totally psyoping the situation. It's it is bullshit. It yeah. is bullshit. Thank you. Yeah. And so what is the reason and the for funniest that? thing about that whole thing is the really funny thing about it is so they stuff you full of uh, base um, and they don't call it base for some reason because it's like it's acid or base. Which one is it? Like they don't call the other side base for some reason. They came up with a clever word to make it sound really frilly and new agey. And it's, you know, but it's really just the base side. So when you stick a bunch of things that are overly base inside of you, and that's the way you're consuming it, your body, we're supposed to be on a more neutral scale. And most plants are on a neutral scale. Most, you know, your typical plant is going to grow between five, well, five, five to six, five for uh, your, a lot of your uh, more greenish plants. And you do have more acidic plants, like, you know, your berries and things like that. But you're, you're, it's all of it's way closer to neutral, you know. Um, so when your body intakes, uh, uh, water or whatever it is, and uh, it's very base, its automatic reaction is going to be to try and make it acidic, and it's going to start dumping the components that need to make that acidic. And, and that's the way your body's just going to operate. Now, I'm not disagreeing that your body has a specific pH that you should tr be trying to maintain. Um, but that's not the way that you do it by dumping in a bunch of the opposite like that. Because your body really has a bunch of self-regulators and it's just going to kick on the other direction. Like, oh, we just took in a bunch of heavy base. We need to take and dump a bunch of acid. And so... Mm -mm. And it, it sounds like it's exactly the opposite, that your body will go into high speed production of the acid. Yeah. Because, you know, here's the thing that really killed me. A, a mentor of mine died. I don't know if this was the exact reason, but he he got off in, the, in his last days on this alkaline thing and he was chugging the baking soda. And I'm like, dude, that is going to ruin your stomach. What's left of it? Right. Because yeah. your your stomach is the first line of defense and it's all acid. Yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be that way. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's always boy. oh, David's here. That's really nice. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, um, by the way, to everybody in, oh. in the U.S. So now that I remember where this was headed. Then, uh, so when uh, the reason that this hydrogen water doesn't last very long is because your body, when you took it in as H as H two O, this was a very stable molecule. And you need to separate separate it into its component pieces so that way each component piece can do its job. Now, that takes a lot of work. When you put it in an electrolysis machine, you're putting in a substantial amount of electricity just to break apart this water molecule right. and break Which it is apart. So, in, yeah. Right, right. So it's no longer H2O anymore. It's HHO is the way that it's structured now. Now, as an H2O, you've, you, you've got, I'm not going to make the fucking symbol because everybody will freak out on your show. <laughs> um, you know, you've got a diamond. 
with or a tri a triangle appear you know a triangle shape, uh, which is a, a isosceles triangle, or uh, no, uh, which one? The the very even triangle. So it's a super hard, nice structure. Um, and uh, when you make it into HHO, you know you no longer have that structure. You don't have the two hydrogens specifically out here in the oxygen up here and this perfect uh, stable structure. It's more a string, like an oxygen with two tails of hydrogen. And so now it's unstable. And now your body, it's already basically broken apart. So when you take it in from this uh, uh, hydrogen machine or you go and bubble it into the gas, now these hydrogen particles, which are super light particles, hydrogen being the first atomic element, um, and that's by that's by your weight. Uh, so that's a super light particle. It's gonna it's gonna jump right out, shoot right off. Um, but your body also wants wants that particle broken apart like that. So if you can take it in or get it into your plants as broken apart hydrogen and oxygen. Now your body's easily able to uh, process these things and help in the two different processes it's doing. So if we can imagine that uh, oxygen, which is oxygenating, well, if I took a uh, pure liquid oxygen and sprayed it on my thyroid over there, oxygen is actually, actually not flammable at all. But... <laughs> What it does is help that reaction that's happening happen faster because the carbon molecules that need to release in order to make keep the reaction going need to have something to carry them away so that if I throw in a bunch of extra oxygen, that carbon's all able to release super fast and the reaction goes whoosh. And, and so that what it's doing is, is speeding up my reaction. Well, hydrogen on the flip side, if I wanted that to, to all uh, fuse into something, I'd put it in a bunch of hydrogen, that would make that reaction happen super, super easy. Okay. And could I jump in quickly? Is that <clears throat> related to deep? Is that related to detox, right? That 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 would happen so much more easily that the, the carbon would be let off? Or is that not a... Yeah. Yeah, you're letting off that carbon uh, a lot easier. Your your system's bound out. Now it all depends on what detox you're doing too. If you're talking about general detox, because one of the problems that we have in society right now, um, a lot of times is that uh, uh, everybody's uh, dehydrated, and they automatically think that that's drinking water, but specifically it's dehydrated, not, not, you know, you're not lacking water, you're lacking hydrogen. And so what happens is your body has taken in oxygen, but not a, but you're not carrying a sufficient amount of hydrogen. And so these minerals are getting broken down and uh, they got nowhere to go. The hydrogen side, which is where they need to go to do the plus side, is not there sufficiently, so they can't do that. Now, in a plant, when we take it to the, the plant level, what we call that this is, is nutrient lock. And so the plant is surrounded by nutrients and more nutrients than the plant can uptake. And because of that, 
Now it can't take up any. And uh, when this happens substant- uh, sufficiently, what will happen is, is your your polarity of the plant will actually change. And this is what happens when you put too many PPM in your water. Also, uh, the polarity of the ch- plant will actually change, will flip, and it will dump its hydrogen. And the plant will just basically dehydrate to death. Just go right ahead. And too many PPM in the water. So, so you're talking about you could get too much hydrogen in the water? No, it's not hydrogen that you're okay. talking about too PPM much. PPM is different. PPM, okay. PPM is going to be your uh, electroconductivity and your parts per million of uh, uh mineral uh electrolytes nutrients so you you understand that like when they say a mineral salt when i say mineral salt and they say electrolyte listen to that word electrolyte now mineral salts set the electroconductivity of the solution okay so without those that salt in there we don't have enough electroconductivity to do anything and so, but if the solution becomes too electrical, con, con, uh, has too high of an electroconductivity, then it actually reverses polarity and will dump out its hydrogen. And that's a horrible deal. Um, right. Because nature is always looking for homeostasis. A hundred percent. Right. I was hearing one of the effects of uh, the Brown's guess is people can lose the extra weight they've got. Well, when I've been using it, my appetite's going up because I don't eat enough generally well you don't have a nutrient uh so what what's happening with a lot of these people is like i was explaining just now um the nutrients are locked up the hydrogen's not there to be bioavailable so they've got build up a little pockets of these nutrients and they can't even take in any nutrients and now that needs detoxed and flushed out so some of that is actually good nutrients, but you've got it locked up in such heavy amounts of your body that your electroconductivity goes off and starts oh, and starts offsetting, and you can't take those things in because your electroconductivity is too high. You don't have enough hydrogen because if you added enough pure hydrogen back into the situation, your ele- the PPM would lower and your electroconductivity would come back into balance. There you go. Amazing. <clears throat> Just before it goes by, <clears throat> Emil, it looks like he's up and running in uh, in Saskatchewan, if I'm getting that correct. And he says he tries to have four to six people commit to breathing overnight. And with his GDV, which I don't know what that is, I've measured all the clients. One thing, the body's energy systems are getting closer to ideal readings with everyday use. Do you know what that means? And maybe you could clarify. Emil. I'm not sure what a GDV is, but I'm assuming that's a brand name, just like Aquacure. Uh, and then like Dave Weiss also has one. But all we're talking about is an electrolysis, a water electrolysis machine. Um, and then I, I'm assuming that's just a brand name for a specific uh, uh, electrolysis, electrolysis machine. Right. <laughs> and and but, so this, um, what he's basically pointing out is, is, as you continue to use this thing, your hydrogen levels start coming on online and everything else starts balancing itself out because all these transactions have to happen through the mercury. Merc- no transactions, you know, happen without him. He's the messenger. He's the, he, he's the, the, uh, uh, con- the, uh, goods 
uh, you know, any type of anything, any transaction, mercury's got to be there. And that's because the sulfur and the the ground, Here, here's the secret. The salt and the sulfur were always one thing. They were always the same thing. And they separated so they all could feel the polarity and experience life through the polarity of the difference of the two sides of the singular thing. And it's, but it's only through Mercury. So that's like the whole Jesus trope. It's only through me you find salvation. Jesus was Mercury, and through him, the sulfur is able to enter the salt, and the all through, and the two become one in the alchemical marriage. Blah. Aren't we all philosophical? <laughs> that's beautiful. I love that you're right up, going right at my alley. Uh, hello, Campbell. Campbell. Nice to see you. Yeah, yeah. You guys are friends. Excellent. Yeah, I think I, I. I wanted, I was jonesing to see Super the rest. Yeah, you guys were going to have a conversation. I only, I don't know why it was only the first part was there. So I'll have to go looking for the second part. That was really good. And then Emil uh, clarified a gas discharge, Kirlian photography. It's out of my bag right there. Kirlian photography? Okay, so let me let me look up at this thing again. <laughs> um, gas discharge, Kirlian's Hello, Sue. Hello, Annette. Nice to see you. And You're maybe while you Krillian photography does I don't understand how these things are tying together. Gas um, discharge Krillian I Krillian photography is basically the photography of your uh chakras. Your aura. So what so yeah, your or your it shows your aura and then it also shows your individual chakras. So it's showing your different energy centers and then picking up whatever your basic energy is, whatever vibration it is. Um Right, way of testing. Oh, and we have uh, Rose sure here. Gas discharge comes into that. Right, I'm going to bring Rose on. Here she comes. Gas discharge. Hello. Hello, Rose. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and Ben and Amanda. It's good to see you as well. I know. I know you. <laughs> I've known about the awesome things that you're doing in Canada. And anytime that a Canadian comes to me for any kind of help with standing up for themselves, I just think Amanda Vollmer, Amanda Ridding, Beth Martins, Cal Washington, and I just kind of like throw it all at them. And I'm like, good luck. I hope you find what you need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck with it. Oh, that's great to have you here, Rose. I'm really, I'm really glad. And we're going deep in the science. I know that uh, you have limited time, and I'm not sure about your timing, Amanda. But it, maybe we could come back to the science if that's okay, because I have a lot more questions there. But just to even talk about, because you guys have been using the technology uh, much longer than I have. I already have a couple of results. Some short term is that when I breathe the gas gives me more energy and I can stay up later. So that's a, that's a hazard for me to tell you, it's a hazard. Uh, I also noticed uh, I've been doing little skin treatments and I have a spot, you know, this is really good for vain women, for example, I have a spot on my forehead and I've been using it consistently over, I think six, seven days now. <clears throat> I've noticed a noticeable change now, a noticeable change. And it had been there for as long as I can remember in the last maybe three, four years or something like that. So, so I'm, I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's different. So what, what changes have you guys noticed in your, in your health, scars, energy levels, healing? 
Okay, well, I'm one of those weird anomalies that doesn't usually feel a direct result immediately, which is ironic because that's like all I want is I want that instant gratification, some kind of sign that, you know, it's doing what it's supposed to do. And the way I understand it, and Ben, just correct me if I'm wrong, you know that, um, is that kind of like chlorine dioxide, the aquacure, which is kind of the opposite in terms of you don't want to take them together, um, it's going to attack the thing that your body needs the most and not what your brain thinks it needs. Like, oh, I have a stomachache and I need that to be resolved right now. It's what like your, I don't know if it would be called your subconscious or your unconscious body or whatever philosophical idea is best to describe it, knows where it's supposed to go. So whatever is the most um, dangerous to the body that your body perceives it needs requ requiring of attention. So I can only assume that when I'm doing it, it's just like, I don't even know what it's going towards. But um, I have noticed because of some scars and I get burnt and I actually I'm late because I took a shower and I had to like put bandages back on scars. And I noticed that if I mix the Brown's gas for an extended period of time, like when the last time I burned the inside of my hand, I put had to put aloe vera and a glove on and I would try and hold it with the while breathing the gas. And then in like five to like one minute to five minutes, I worked my way up from one minute where I was alternating between taking my hand out of the freezing cold ice water and keeping my hand out and continuously breathing the gas. And so I, so when I kept my hand out of the water, I put aloe gel on it inside of a latex glove with tons of like DMSO um, afterwards. Like after I took the latex glove off, I would just like see how long I could last, you know? And so I was, it was a conscious practice for about five hours. And I was talking to Nachi Keta for a lot of that time. I know you've had him on your show. Mm -hmm. And it was because I can't afford not to use my hand. So I didn't have a choice. I was like, I have to do everything in my power from now until like the next time I have to pee to make my hand functioning, you know? So because I put that much time and energy into it, how am I supposed to know if it was a mixture of my intention and the DMSO and Ben's comfort cream and the AquaCure and like the sense of urgency and like the universe like needs me to keep going or just the AquaCure, Aqua right? But I did notice that breathing it on a regular basis a lot throughout the day is better than just doing one session at one time. What I used to do is bring it into the bathroom. We had it on rollers and I'd bring it into the bathroom with me. And I would like the whole entire time that I was in the bathroom, um, cause the cannula would, um, you know, reach all directions of it. I would like keep it there. And it would be like this ritual while I was drinking my coffee. And I think to myself, oh, it's like making my coffee not as acidic while I'm drinking it, you know, or like while I'd be putting on like my clay Ben tonight face mask, I would apply it like around the cannula. So it looked like a funny kind of mask because there would be like parts of it that didn't have it. And then I'd like take the cannula off and put it on and I'd like take a deep breath before taking the cannula off and like apply it and hold my breath at that moment. I don't know, I would just do all these weird things. So I, I'm not the best person to ask like, how has it worked on you? The only thing I can say is burns. 
just like with the spot on your face, it's like people say like all these miraculous things can happen, but I just have, I haven't heard of anything like that in terms of like a miraculous recovery from a disease, but all the time, like every single day, someone had some kind of cool thing happen with their skin. Like every, every single day, there's like at least one story of like eczema or like a weird rash or like um, some kind of like scar or, or a discoloration. So that's where I'm seeing it in the skin. If somebody asked me, $2,500 is so expensive for this machine when I don't even know if it's going to help me. Should I get it? I'd be like, dang, I don't know. What's your problem? And if they told me that they had like the same problems I did, I'd be like, man, no. Like just like freaking put that money towards like eating organic like constantly. Like you're so messed up that you got to at least start from the base. But then if someone said that they had like this crazy dermatitis and nobody knows what to do about it, I'd be like, dude, try the AquaCure. But Beth, are you doing app applying it on your face or just breathing the gas and drinking the water? Because I'd like to do an experiment where someone only did an application and someone only did it drinking and someone did it only breathing and we could like measure the way people are using it. Mm -hmm. I know it's not very experimental or scientific the way that I'm doing it because you know I'm still taking my supplements and to in order to do the spot treatments, which uh, I I got this uh, thing that looks really different from. Hold on. Uh, here we go. I got so many hoses around here. Just keep it right by my desk. So I got this thing, which is even not really what um, he says is in the package. It's, it was a different thing, but I'm assuming this is the spot thing. And then the, the hose just goes, I think in the end, I have to, I have to check this out. And then I just like, ding, like this, like this. No, even you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I've been putting, I even, I don't know if this is right, but I've been doing it over my eyes the same There's way. There's goggles. You don't I have know, the goggles? But they're a pain in the neck, those oh, goggles. Okay. They're they're a pain. I, I can't see anything through them. Neither I can't see through this either. But, uh, you know, so in the process, I, I basically am laying out and breathing for, um, you know, 30 to 60 minutes. I've, I've let my nervous, you know, all kinds of good things I'm doing just by stopping in order because I can't do this and do anything else at the same time. So there's obviously, um, you know, it's, it's working with, and, and I want it to work, right. Cause I invested in it. So I want it to work. So it's hard to say, you know, are, are there any real scientists out there that, you know, only did a spot treatment, no drinking and could prove oh. that that's let me give you a, um, a really quick suggestion. Let's do a scientific experiment, switch from what you're doing right now tonight and I'm going to give you an extra step. And then Ben can tell me if this is okay. I want you to dip a piece of cotton into the Brown's gas water and shove it onto your forehead and then stick the thingamajig on your forehead and put the gas over the wet piece of cloth. What do you think, Ben? I mean, I think that's definitely a good experiment. Um, ideally, you would want to do it on a, another spot of skin that's suffering from the same thing and then do just the without the uh, soaked uh, cotton ball or whatever on another spot. And then even possibly if you, if you have whatever bad enough, have a third spot, you're not doing any treatment to whatsoever. And that's where you're looking for true, true science. And just, you know, we have a side by side uh, comparison. So I, I've uh, had uh, actually some puppies that got parvo. 
And anybody that's experienced parvo, the puppy gets really horrifying uh, diarrhea and uh, basically craps himself to death because through the diarrhea, they get so horribly dehydrated that they can't function anymore. And the electrical signals in your body won't carry anymore because there's no hydrogen in order to make this happen. And, uh, well, the problem was that, uh, we didn't realize they had gotten parvo, uh, because the first time they started, uh, pooping like that, Christy had jumped on the road and was taking them to their owners and so and mostly in South Dakota. And so that's when they started displaying it. So it didn't think anything of it. Well, well then, you know, we just thought it was road sickness. Well, then, uh, not all the puppies were given away though. Um, so then she had a batch of puppies, uh, with Parvo that were with her. I had a batch of puppies of, with Parvo with me, the batch of puppies with Parvo with me. I immediately went into town and I got uh, bone broth, really high quality bone broth, broth, low sodium. So it's got good electrolytes in there. And then I put that in the, uh, uh, Aquacure and hydrogenated that. Now, the one puppy that uh, one uh, of the quick, puppies quick had interruption. Re- did you did you put the broth in the in the uh, like you bubbled broth? So rather than take that last cannula or, mm-hmm. or that last line, so you know the machine it goes up into the tower and the tower is where it mostly separates out the lie. Then it goes into the smaller jar and the smaller jar is water washing it then that third jar yeah 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 so that third jar is where so i just took the line off from the third jar and put it right into the bone broth and just bubbled it right into the bone broth so i made the bone broth basically the water of the third jar oh wow Um, but you didn't put the bubbler in the bone broth no, because okay. I'm a vegetarian. I'm sure that's all fine and dandy forever for Christy, but I'm a vegetarian, so no thanks. Right. Um, I'll pass right. on that. Uh, you, you know, my you wife could... eats, my wife eats meat, and I'm not trying to uh, you know uh, be preachy about nothing. But for me personally, I don't. So no. Yeah, but you could because that's that was one yeah, of my questions that you. Could. The, it won't hurt now, the bubbler. Now, if it's good organic bone broth, what you would really want to do, though, if you're going to do that on a regular basis, this was an emergency situation. But what you would want to do is there's a different kind of a bubbler. Uh, that bubbler is for, mostly for just water and water-soluble minerals. Uh, there's also a bubbler that you can get for if you are more of an okay. organic person, and it's a smooth black bubbler. So the little particles of organic material don't clog up the bubble holes. And so oh. that's what would happen uh, if you try using uh, a lot of heavy uh, bone broth with a lot of organic material in it. Uh, it, it would clog up your bubble holes of that uh, rougher stone. But easy fix, you know, it's like five or ten bucks or something for the one that works with organics, whatever. You just change it out if you wanted to go that route, whatever. Um, anyways. Because yeah, that's so, one of the experiments. Uh, that's one of the experiments I'd like to do is say bubbling my kefir water. Because it's right, already right, yeah, you got to get a special bubbler for it is all, Beth. Yeah, you gotta I get a special that bubbler. Uh, And it's just a little a barbed end thing. You just push it on the hose. It's no big deal. Right. Uh, right. Uh, so anyways, uh, these puppies, especially the one she had pooped like 
10 times that night. And the next day she was extraordinarily lethargic. Christy had already taken two of the ones that were with Christy had went into the vet and gotten IVs and uh, blah, blah, blah. The one died. She passed away. This one that was, I, we didn't, you know, she was displaying pretty close to the same features that the one that went and passed away at the vet did. I gave her that bubbled bone broth. And then I also gave her kefir um, to coat her stomach. I gave her kefir first, uh, live kefir. And then I uh, gave her the bone broth because I wanted her stomach coated a little bit so she'd hold it and uh, with something. And then I gave her the bone broth that I had hydrogenated. And after she drank the bone broth, 15 minutes later, she's just like, what's up, motherfucker? Let's go. <laughs> you know? Uh, I mean, it was amazing to watch. Like, it was like that. I've never seen anything like it. And I've had some good personal uh, experiences with it. Like, I'm, I've smoked for a very long time. And uh, I get that uh, smoker's cough, which I just got done taking a trip and whatnot. So I'm pretty raw right now. But uh, and I didn't have my machine, but it started hydrogenating that crap that stuck in your lungs. And I started literally coughing that out. And all of a sudden it felt like my lungs were like twice as big. And this after about two months of using it, uh, my lungs felt like they were solid twice as big. Just absolutely amazing. But we've, we've had some pretty good, uh, good results from it. But the most drastic thing I saw from it was that thing with the puppies and like I said, the ones that went to the vet that got the vet IVs and all that of non-hydrogenated uh, glucose water, that one died. Uh, the one that got bone broth that was hydrogenated through the mouth, not even IV'd. And that one, 15 minutes, that dog was like a brand new dog. So, you know, it was just like it that uh, wasn't even sick. So what an Haley, unfortunate case study. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sad but good. Could I quickly ask just about, um, so continuing to smoke, Ben, that's of no issue with the, like that there's no there's no conflict there with the, the hydrogen gas. You're not working against yourself. I wouldn't do it at the same time necessarily. The right. hydrogen gas yeah. is rather flammable. Right. Um, I wouldn't right. necessarily How like be puffing while you're stoking the hydrogen gas, but yeah. you know, no, it yeah. doesn't really conflict after the fact. Right, right. And and at what point would you uh, like make a fire or an explosion? I, I This I need to know because I'm walking well, on eggshells a bit. Well, honestly, so if you go ahead, uh, uh, did you get yours from George Weissman? Yes. Okay, so in your kit then, there should be a little torch. There is, and right? I, yeah, that I haven't touched so yet. I want you to bust out your little torch. And the first thing you're going to do is you're going to notice that when you flick it up to 100, it, well, you got to attach it to your system. You don't have to do it right now. Well, you can. We can do I it. I just wanted to we can just show and right tell. Here. Just wanted you to betcha. show. Yeah. So make sure you don't get too much water in that and have water blowing out the front of that thing. Okay. Um, but uh, you uh, go ahead and crank it up to 100, light it up, and then start cranking it down. And where does it stop? then wherever it stops, you've not got enough hydrogen in the mix in order to uh, make it flammable anymore. You know, it's a super simple thing to find out for yourself, right? <laughs> and in the meantime, it's blowing fire? So yep, in the meantime. Oh, and it's so cool. 
I experimented with it in that very tiny little torch because that thing's really more of a soldering torch than a welding torch, um, which hydrogen will do the welding job. But that particular size is uh, uh, basically a soldering torch. Okay. Really cool. Yeah, so I was welding. I was welding eighth inch stainless steel one day and I'm like, I want to see how good this thing is. So I took it over to eighth inch, which if you know anything about stainless steel, like that's a solid piece of steel. Like it was an eighth inch tube. I mean, that is solid. That's like something you're going to find like as framework and stuff. And uh, it wasn't able to turn it into a puddle, which is when you're welding, you need the two liquid, the two metals side by side to turn liquid, both of them to turn liquid and mix together. Um, and that's how welding works. But so you need it to turn an actual liquid. It didn't quite reach that point, but it, it made that eighth inch steel glow and become shiny. Cause there's like a point right before it turns liquid where it starts getting this shininess and it almost looks like a mirror. And then all of a sudden it'll turn liquid and go whoop and spin together. Super cool with your welding. I'm sorry, I'm nerding out on welding. Anyways, oh, no, that's um, great. I love anyway, it. Anyway, yeah, but this thing would almost get eighth inch uh, stainless steel, which is shocking. Because then when you it it's it's less heat than this big lighter puts out. Like it's ah. going into it's just a tiny amount of heat, and it's turning this super super hard metal that is really hard to melt, and it's making it almost liquid with this tiny little flame. Wow. And if you put your finger in that flame, you would burn, I, I'm assuming, right? Uh, not particularly, no. Okay. It doesn't really affect uh, organic things very much. Mm. I mean, if, you, if you're being a jackass about it, sure. But that's part of the wonderful part about that, that particular setup for soldering. Because you're sitting here holding these little electronic pieces. And because you're not having to use so much heat to get the same reaction... And because this hydrogen cones down, hydrogen doesn't expand out when it burns, it cones in, mm. okay, which is a weird reaction compared to most of your combustibles. And so as it's coning in, it's very precise. And whatever it is you're working on, the heat doesn't really carry around to other things. And like I was holding it barehanded with my, my finger like an inch from this thing as I'm making it glow red with this. It's super amazing. And, and, and wow. it's what it's doing is, is that hydrogen's allowing that uh, 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 extra electrons to just jump right in there and make that whole thing or ions and make that whole thing just and turns it, it turns it liquid because now you've got all those extra ions. Right, right. Wow. I want to go deep on the, the torch. But Amanda, do you want to chime in and, and say what you've noticed over? It's been a couple of yeah. months now. Um, hopefully it, it's so noisy here and I do apologize. Uh, that's why I keep myself muted at the moment. Um, so for me, uh, one of the things that sort of spurred me into doing research is, and I'm not going to mention names because it's not really my story to tell, but a local doctor uh, in my neighborhood who Beth, you have spoken to, um, her husband was, a, like he he's the one who um, uh, 
had, I think he was probably one of the, well, no, he wasn't one of the first in my area to get one, but he bought one and he had his mother who has Alzheimer's using it. And um, she, she's not in a nursing home. She's still at home. And, um, you know, they watched her sort of, you know, uh, to go downhill. And um, she comes in, and so he put her onto the Brown's gas, breathing it. And I guess a couple of weeks into a couple of sessions a day type thing, um, she came down uh, for breakfast and said, you know, the painting in the hallway, she says, I've known for years it meant something, but I couldn't remember what. And I just remembered that so-and-so painted a picture of my favorite dog and then gave the dog's name. So poof. I mean, that was one of the, one of the most significant stories that I know of. Um, it's, it's, it's secondhand to you, but it's firsthand to me because they told me that story directly. For me, um, I dove in and did a lot of research um, based on that story and a few other stories because there's actually quite a few people in my area who's using um, the machine. And uh, um, so I thought I would give it a try because, you know, I, uh, a lot of people talk to me about the Kangen water and it's not that I was disputing Kangen water, but I didn't understand why does Kangen water work. Now through the Brown's gas, I better understand it has to do with the the hydrogen, the potential hydrogen, as as Ben said, um, you know, they just go on. It's alkaline. It's alkaline, and I think I think what people need to understand is there's research out there that shows that you can have um, the alkaline water with the hydrogen altered, and that can be therapeutic. And then you can have just straight alkaline water where they haven't altered the like if they remove those hydrogen ions or or whatever it is. And I may have the science backwards. Um, it has no therapeutic value. So you'll have some studies on alkaline water where it shows therapeutic value and some studies that shows no therapeutic value. But the way I was reading these studies, and again, I'm not an expert, this is just me doing my research, and sorry about the background noise, um, is, is it's really effect, it's the effect of the, it's the ion effect on the water that the, that the Brown's gas adds or subtracts. Um, that makes the difference. Um, so I have a, a slight knee injury, um, and I and I don't know exactly how I got it. Uh, and I know it's soft tissue related, um, and it started back in August. And uh, I'm, I mean, I typically try to do deep knee bends and everything every day to keep sort of my flexibility up. And I had I couldn't do the deep knee bends. That's how bad the knee was becoming. And it wasn't getting any better. So when I started on the Browns gas, I actually bought a cast protector <laughs> to put over my knee <laughs> and then feed the gas into that cast protector. And then it would bubble up and I would just let it sit there. Um, you know, so even after my 10 minute session to blow it up would end, I would slip the tube out and just let, let the, I would look silly <laughs> running around with this, you know, basically balloon on my knee. But I was doing that several times a day, and I did notice um, a significant improvement on my knee. Now, I breathe the Brown's gas as well, and I drink the water. But again, as Rose and I think Ben mentioned as well, um, what seems to happen with the Brown's gas is that it will go, you're, like your body is designed to heal itself, and it's going to go to what needs the most attention first. So the purpose of the spot treatments is if you if you want to sort of 
override <laughs> what the body wants to do. That's a that's a good way of doing it. So that's what the spot treatment on my knee was about. Only for and, vanity. Pardon? Only for vanity. I wouldn't have the knee. No, <laughs> the knee no. is for mobility. That, no, <laughs> the you. overriding. The overriding. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um. So so um, my knee is not a hundred percent, but uh, I worked with it for like for you know. Um, several weeks, maybe close to a month, and I noticed significant improvement uh, to the point where I'd say it's now about 95%. I can do the deep knee bends, but I won't push it just yet. And uh, then um, uh, I went away with my husband, and we were uh, in the mountains, and um, I wanted to do a lot of trails. And of course, in the mountains, there's a lot of up, there's a lot of down. And um, we just went for it and I was like, okay, I, I may get one day of trail hiking in and that'll be sort of the extent of it and I'll pay for it tomorrow. And, you know, we would stop and do, um, two or three hikes a day because again, even if it's a one mile hike, when you're dropping 1500 feet or 3000 feet and having to climb it, that's, that's a significant hike. <laughs> um, and not only did I get past the first day, I actually was able to do all four days and my knee never got worse. It was not hundred percent, but I was able to get through it. No braces, nothing. I was able to get through it and, and do all these hikes. And, and, um, so now I'm back to treating the knee and, um, because I didn't, I didn't have the machine with me while we were traveling. So now I'm getting back to tre treating the knee and seeing if I can get that final hump over. But, um, I want to say that I've also been experimenting with it. And one of the things, and this is just my logic, and maybe it's uh, faulty, but one of the things that I also do, and I do it because although I don't publicize this, I had pneumonia last year, uh, 2021. Yeah, I had pneumonia in 2021. I also technically have asthma. I say technically because I don't take medication. I control it through diet. Okay. Um, as long as I avoid all wheat products, <laughs> I'm fine. Now I can, if wheat slips into my diet, you know, a day here or a day there, it's not a big deal. But if I have wheat consistently for about five days, I start to typically notice it in my lungs. So I control my asthma with wheat. And then of course with the, um, pneumonia last year, uh, and it was quite severe. Um, you know, again, I don't typically publicize this, but I was on oxygen and I was on oxygen for four weeks. You would think that with that kind of serious nature of, um, um, of illness, that there would be significant damage to the lungs. So here I am in the mountains, hiking up, hiking down, you know, hundreds, even thousands of feet. And not only did I do it drug-free, um, both for my lungs and for my knee, I absolutely had no issues with my breathing whatsoever. And I'm at elevations up to, well, what was the highest mountain? Uh, over 5,000 feet. No issues with my breathing. In fact, not only was my breathing, um, uh, did, did I not get winded? Um, I, I did get winded. I, I didn't have trouble struggling to breathe, nor did I get winded. And it's, and you know, my exercise routine the last year has not been great because I've been focused on other things. And, you know, I, the way I was tackling those mountains without even getting winded, despite what's happened to me in the last year, 
um, just lets me know how much it's a, um, I'm going to say benefited my cardiovascular health. Um, now, I just want to add one other thing. So with the experiment that I'm doing and um, when I can, when I, when I, and I'm being far more diligent about it since I got the bronze gas machine, I will do like the deep um, yogi style breathing techniques to again, try and take care of my lungs. And so it started occurring to me, why don't I do the breathing, like the Brown's gas breathing while I'm doing the big yogi thing. And it was, and then at the same time, I had this other idea, you know, one of the things that I try to do is stretch a lot to keep my flexibility. And one of the things is when we stretch, it encourages the blood flow to the muscles. And of course, with the hydrogen breathing, we're trying to um, make the blood hydrogen rich. So it suddenly occurred to me, well, why don't I combine the stretching, the deep breathing <laughs> um, while breathing the Brown's gas? And the, I remember the first time I did it, and I and I mentioned this to a few people to say, you got to try this. Tell me, tell me what you, tell me what your experience is, because the first time I did it, I not only and I, I don't want to say it was pins and needles and it was a form of tingling but if, if you've ever been too close to a hydro line you'll almost feel that power coming emanating off of the hydro line and the first time i ever did this combination breathing deep deep breathing um uh stretching while breathing the browns gas it felt like my hands and feet and limbs became charged in a, in a and it felt fantastic like it was just a wild sensation and that lasted almost most of the day just this and and um so you know i'm noticing i i took pictures <laughs> of uh you know little age spots and stuff so um i'm not certain because i'm not gone back to the pictures yet and i'm not spot treating these but i'm not certain that i'm not starting to see signs of the um of the age spots starting to fade because my focus is not on the age spots. I'm more concerned about my lungs and my knee and and that sort of thing. But it is kind of neat to see what's happening. Now there's another experiment, Beth, and I'm just going to mention this to you because you're talking about vanity. <laughs> I haven't done it yet because uh, I'm trying to get. Um, I won't ex explain why, but what I what I'm contemplating doing is. Um, uh, did you get an extra bubbler? Uh, not an extra one. Uh, really? Oh, you mean do you mean humidifier or do you mean no 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 the bubbler stone? Oh, I did get an extra bubbler. I got the, okay, the bubbler so stone. Here's my idea. So I've done this with my feet a couple of times, and I have a ganglion on my foot which does seem to be going down in size. I also have. I, I get really, I should be, this is kind of embarrassing sharing all the things that I have um, going on with me, uh, but it no does pressure. seem to be going down in sides. Um, but it occurred to me, why don't I throw the bubbler into the bathtub? And I mean, he talks about it, but here's the thing, because I was saying to another friend of mine whose name also happens to be Amanda, someone you don't know, um, we were talking about it and I said, well, Here's my thought process. When you're in the bath, why don't you just submerge as much as you can, including your face, so you can get that um, that hydrogen-enriched water on your face. And if you're not comfortable with that, then why don't you get a, um, a clean cotton um, face cloth, soak it in the hydrogen-enriched water, and you have to keep it cool so you don't lose the hydrogen 
um, uh, because the heat will actually help the hydrogen dissipate faster. So you want to use wow. a, like a cooler water. But you know how with facials, they'll put the hot towel on your face. Why not put a cold towel on your face and do that? You know, total, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> but these are all the ideas that I keep coming up with. What, how can, what are the things that I can do? I can do topical with the air. I can do topical with the water. I can do internal with the air, internal with the water. So let's, so let's think of all the different crazy things we can do to experiment. <laughs> That's so my spirit. I can really relate to that, Amanda. Just uh, I'm, I've always been experimenting on myself. It's not always successful. I want to say I, I, I have actually run into trouble with it. So it's not like we can run out and recommend. But some of us have that spirit where it's just I'm just going to try this. Like you know, uh, it took it took uh, George many years before he even like his his people were all breathing the gas, and he's like, oh, I don't know, until what 2000 and five or something. And then, and then he was hooked from there. Uh, I'm curious, Ben, what do you think about uh, combining with exercise and breathing techniques that can really expand the lungs? Do you think there's any reason not to do that? I'm not trying to discourage you, Amanda, but just curious. No, I, I honestly think that that's a very natural thing to have gone together. And we all already know this, that when something starts dehydrating, it starts sucking in on itself and shriveling up. Every organic thing works that way. As soon as it dehydrates, it shrivels up. Well, your entire body was shriveling up and now your joints are loose, loosening up and you're going to find you have more flexibility. Your lungs are opening up. You've cleared out the gook that's sitting in there. They aren't all sitting there closed and dehydrated. Um, <laughs> Lee. <laughs> um, uh, you know, not all closed. I think that these uh, are, were honestly very very natural and very specific first benefits that you should have seen from it. Uh, you know, you were probably quite severely dehydrated. And now that that dehydration has gone, your body's able to open back up. And with that opening back up, you're going to have a dissipation of pain and a flow of energy. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just want to add, and this I think will be right up Ben's alley, is a lot of people, they need to remember that hydration is important because um, water is a conductor of electricity. And as he's mentioned with the salts, without the salts, you don't have a catalyst for that, for that electricity. So you need to make sure you get your mineral salts um, uh, in sufficient quantities. And, um, and you need to keep yourself hydrated because, again, electricity, so energy is electricity. Yeah, let's just call it what it is. Energy is electricity. And if you have, a, a, you know, anyone's got back pain, then you've got blockage there. Something, and it's likely due to dehydration. So the energy or the electricity is not throwing, uh, flowing through those areas um, properly. So. And just a quick question from, th that's a great point. And uh, is, is it better to do one method at a time I don't, I don't really see why that would be other than for the well, experimenting. You know, uh, it's, it's one of them damn things, you know, uh, this is one of those. So like Rose, you, you take Rose, 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 as she said in the chat has like 12 different things she's trying. Well, then do you know which thing was actually the problem or, you know, so, I mean, there's definitely something. So when you threw 12 things at it, how do you know which one made it better? How do you know which one had what effect? 
So, I mean, there is definitely something to be said for trying something, letting your body adjust to it. And then on top of that, anytime you're making changes to your body, like as soon, I highly recommend actually starting with the aqua cure because then your body's going to detox out these spots that need detoxing. It's going to make things flow where they need to flow. And now that that's happened, give your body a chance to figure out what its new zero point is what its new balance is and now that you're there now reassess the situation and go okay well now it really seems like this and so i need to treat that and then go try and something that treats that see it so i mean i do agree agree with the validity of what that said i'm not going to try and preach that on anybody but myself personally i also am not a, a big uh, mixer and matcher. I will find, although I don't really consider what Amanda is doing to be a mix match where she's adding in breathing exercises and movement. I feel like the dehydration made it so her joints were naturally, uh, uh, wanting to shrivel up and tighten up and her lungs were experiencing the same thing. And now that that's happening, she's naturally expanding those things again and getting that circulation and flow back. And it's after she, because those things, she's not adding things to her body. That's her body's natural state. She's just getting back to the natural state is what she's doing. And once she's found that, now we can figure out what I either need to detoxify or add because I'm missing something. But until you've reached that zero state again, you don't even fucking know. That's a great answer. Awesome. Um, okay. Well, I've got a, still a hundred questions. Just let me know, guys, if 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 you need to leave for any reason, just give me a heads up. Um, let's talk about hydrogen. Back to the basics. So you've you've I've become aware of deuterium, heavy hydrogen. And then you got Brown's gas, and then you've got hydrogen ion and and what is the difference between those three maybe ben you want to go oh we lost him i i, I was trying to unmute and i uncammed uh, <laughs> it's we're just talking about the state that it's in uh you know uh actually i see over in the private chat and i didn't ever see that before until just a few minutes ago that uh, also Amanda put a question mark on ion. And so when you're talking about uh, when you just split a particle into a duality, the electrons, the uh, masculine negative side and the ions, the, fe the positive feminine side of things. And, Actually, uh, I think when I wrote the ions, it was in response to a question that someone else had asked and I was trying to, I was muted so I oh, couldn't answer. No. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Um, I have to drop. I have to drop for the cat for one more second. But you just carry on. You're all. You're all good. And so, uh, yeah, understood with the cat. <laughs> I got three of them at my house now, and the two young ones are going through their little kitty heat because they aren't fixed yet. They're little, and ugh. And a tomcat outside all, every night. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, going concerned. So you're. So when you're talking about an ion, it's just got a heavy positive. Uh, it's the heavy positive charge you've pulled out. It's split up into the electrons been taken out. Um, and then uh, 
The other one is just kind of very similar to like uh, ozone is actually O3. So it's just uh, where the particles are actually combining together and it's like super hydrogen, you know, like, so just like uh, ozone, you know, the way ozone's really working is, is that O3 is so grabby that anything that tries to go near it, it just snatches onto it and it falls back to earth. Now it's gained more weight and it falls back, you know, and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, that would be just that, uh, uh, super hydrogen then. And so it's just different states of the same thing. So Ben, is there like, there is actually an ozone layer when they say ozone layer, we're talking about the same ozone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of science, you know, they they, they got to put out some true things and and some non-true things. And so, yeah, certainly there's a, a late. So there's, you know, it's as the as the gaseous um, mixture gets hotter, it rises toward the sun and then the uh, a sort of distillation separation occurs and these things start separating into weight weighted components because they're reaching it's no different than in my in my alembic the way i separate components in my alembic is, is i slightly alter the heat and this one vaporizes at this temperature this one vaporizes at this temperature and so this is a, a natural separation that's happening and uh then you know once these things meet uh, I, honestly, like I said, uh, before, like the, there's this whole thing going around with this ether physics where this ether theory, and it literally, from my perspective is just, uh, the other half to the wrongness of of particle theory. Like it's the two together. It's that it's, it's funny. It's really funny for me. Cause it's like the Kabbalion, you know, but they're both things are true and they're both half truths. Cause they're, and they're both wrong. It's hilarious. And it takes both of them to make a full truth. Like, there you go. Do you want to talk about yeah. copper? There's a couple of guys, sorry, Rose to cut you off. Do you want to say something first before we jump into copper? No, let, we should address the comments because people are asking and let's let's address the comments and then just come back to me whenever you feel like it because I have more questions oh. about the nature of the universe. So <laughs> specifically in the way the body works is, so the heart center isn't actually pumping. It's not like a, a, a pump, like a hydraulic pump because the idea that it could even, uh, uh, if you've worked with hydraulics at all, the amount of pressure it would have to have to go through the miles and miles of arteries and veins is absolutely insane. Insane. And so uh, it's not happening. What's really going on is that the heart center, that's your actual mercury of you. And so what's going on is that's drawing in this, this uh, hydrogen and oxygen. So in your heart, yep. In your heart, you have a uh, copper side or uh, iron. We'll start with the iron side because I'll expand after I do the copper side. The iron side. Now, in with iron, iron uh, draws in oxygen and pushes out hydrogen. It's just fray out there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it pushes out hydrogen. Uh, copper draws in hydrogen and pushes out oxygen so if these knees are dehydrated 
and you need to pull hydrogen into them, you're going to want copper around the knee and that copper is going to pull hydrogen and the two things are going to work in a nice little symbiosis. So I don't disagree with what's being said there, but very specifically, it's hilarious because that copper is specifically pulling at hydrogen because in your blood system, you need the oxygen to get pushed out so that way it can go free up the car, grab onto the carbon molecules that uh, that your body is uh, transferring and then pull and Then they need to go back into the bloodstream. And so that way it can be ejected or back into the lungs. So that way it can be ejected and the hydrogen needs to go out here and grab things and then get pushed into the muscles and the whatnot. So that way those minerals or ATP or whatever it is, it's got, it's hanging on to can be distributed throughout the body. And so this is literally all you're doing with that copper is asking for hydrogen at that, at that zone. Pretty cool. Okay, that's awesome. And uh, did I miss this when I went for my cat? But what about deuterium? Because this I'm hearing is being identified as, you know, one of the main things that's wrong with us when you talked about wheat, for example, Amanda, that's very high in deuterium, if I'm getting it right. Um, you know, a lot of our foods, sugar, all of that kind of stuff that's we know is bad for us, you don't feel good when you're when you're on it, so to speak. And uh, so it's still hydrogen. It's heavy hydrogen. What's, what's the difference there? Why can, is the, and the Brown's gas, you know, why is that healing? And then why is the deuterium uh, depleting? And then why do they talk about depleting deuter deuterium? Why don't you talk about like reducing or, or get, or, or detoxing deuterium? Right. Um, well, so I did explain that while you were getting your cat. Oh, I'm way. sorry. Um, <laughs> So, I hit the, no, I hit the, no yeah. Okay. That's no problem. And I said, it's no different than like, uh, it's really kind of the opposite polar opposite to, uh, uh, ozone where ozone is going to be O3. And the, this means that the three oxygen molecules is stabilized together. And basically now that's like a force field that nothing can pass by because that oxygen grabs into anything. Now, hydrogen on the flip side, it's going to be this it's going to be the the super fusion and you're you're uh as i was talking about before with your electroconductivity when things get too high and the energy gets too high and is able to pass your polarity actually flips it's a it's a weird weird deal um so and it just applies to anything honestly anytime you take and you isolate out an element it starts becoming really weird because these things are meant to work symbiotically with each other and i'm sure that there is some kind of a symbiosis between uh deuterium and uh ozone where these two are somehow offsetting each other and doing something on a more macro level that doesn't uh you know it, but we're still trying to figure out the micro right right Right. There you go. Thank you for repeating that. I appreciate it. And Rose, do Not you want to, did you want to continue talking well, about the universe? I think well, I, <laughs> I, well, I was, I was just more thinking about the placement of the elements of our world. Uh, so you're talking about your alembic, Ben, and the easiest thing to imagine is oil and water. When you try to mix those things, you can visually see them separate. And so when I hear the word ozone layer, I'm just thinking, here's an element that within our realm of existence at a certain area, it all kind of coagulates, if 
maybe that's a bad word for you. But it's just kind of that's exactly right. It all kind of gathers because that's the atomic weight of that element. So it's all kind of in that area. Yeah. In relation to its entire and the entire existence of our universe, like that is a that is a geographical location, but we don't really have the largest outside perspective of why it's in that place, like what's causing it to be located right there. Is there something else in the quote unquote alembic that would cause it to be in that spot? So I'm so like just bear with me for a second. The idea of positive and negative. You need a positive and a negative. So if there is if the ozone is the positive, if there might be a corresponding negative somewhere, like I don't think that there's a magma core, but under the layer there might be some kind of crystal that kind of corresponds yeah. to this ozone layer. Does that make sense? No, no, that's that's super awesome that you're going there with that, uh, Rose, because uh, where you find most deuterium is in water. And so what it's helping the water do is it's pro the, the light, the energy is going through the water and then processing down below, which is the crystal side, which is the side I have not fully worked out and given a presentation about yet. Um, I've done the, you know, the, the carbon level and the, 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 you know, sky level, sky clock level, but not the underside crystal level. So, so, and it's funny because actually this is opposite because then the oxygen side's the negative side and that's above stopping things and, and dealing with things. And then on the polar opposite, the deuterium's below and that's down in the water and it's helping process things down there. And so it's, it's very, very interesting. Uh, and all energy always chart grounds out through the, through down below. And so the deuterium being in the uh, uh, down below where energy is supposed to go down, move down like that. It's very interesting. So where's, so here's a question. How is it possible, explain it to me like a three-year-old, that you could deplete deuterium with things like vortexes by putting it through like a Victor Schauberger like vortex? How, how can you, how can I visualize that in my mind that this element could become depleted just by its movement, I guess. Well, because uh, it wasn't an overly stable connection to begin with. Uh, it doesn't naturally want to bond with itself like that in such a in such a hard fashion. That's not real. That's more more of an anomaly than anything else. It's like you've gotten a whole bunch of it together in one spot and it's got nowhere else to go and it needs to bond. And so it bonds back onto itself, but that's not something that it really, really wants to do. So when you put it in this vortex, you're, that vortex is carrying a lot of charge in and of itself. And so you're getting a more, uh, I would say a more of a natural electrolysis process. And these things are separating out and this hydrogen that didn't want to really be bonded to itself anyways broke back apart and now as an individual hydrogen molecule you're able to process it because now it's not bonded to itself because that's really when you start looking at chemistry it's like fucking legos right it's it's really about the lattice work of things and how they bond to each other so depending on what shape and what thing it's like do i have a little opening here oh a piece of slot right here and now look it doesn't have a you know and, and so that's all literally chemistry is about is is knocking out one of them legos and then another lego can be put in it's it's super super simple but super complicated at the same time 
There's like a memory I have from biology class when I actually had that thought, oh, they're like Legos when they describe that proteins are amino acids, but really it's the shape that dictates what it's doing in so many words. Yes. So I don't know if that was at you. Okay, yes, cool. so, it makes the isotrope, yeah, to dictates so, what it does, which is also part ties back into Matt Powers, who I wanted to totally bring into this whole conversation yeah, with the perfect. Matt, um, who, uh, when he was talking about curing his wife's cancer through uh uh he would put us he would put uh, uh rick simpson oil and then he would do an isol he would put hit it with ions and then electrons in a treatment back and forth in an oscillation and the, his wife who had had huge cancer problems and they were about to treat her again and the treatment before that he tells this story that's just teared, that's just horrifying. Where his wife's like in there, and some dude in like a space suit like opens up a box and is like, "No, now you open up the next box and take the thing inside of it." And then he leaves the room before she even opens up the box. Like, and he's like, "Not happening again." And he did this oscillation between electron and I and uh, ion, and it just bam took it away. And the doctor's like, "Keep doing whatever you're doing." Um, so uh, absolutely amazing. I wanted to bring him in into that with that also. Okay, fantastic. That's wonderful. And uh, so forgive me again, if this was talked about, but the fourth state of water, is it referring to Brown's gas? That's the plasma state? Well, or is that different? No, there's plasma yeah, inside it, of it. Right. So, so the third element like, inside it the water. It is still water, and it is the fourth state of water, and that is Brown's gas, and Brown's gas is fourth phase water. And what's going on is, is through the, you're throwing in extra electricity into this system. You're throwing extra electrons into this system of molecules. So you're hitting it with these electrons, and it's breaking apart this whole system. Well, now with that, it also is creating a structuring and uh, it's uh, separating into component pieces. And these component pieces are now taking on a positive and a negative in themselves. And then there's also this uh, uh, neutral field in between. So even though this is all just the same water, now this thing's now got a full-on positive, a full-on negative side, and a neutral side in between. And it's it's just insane, right? And could you actually sense plasma? Now, I don't know if I was just fooling myself, but I I swear in my first days, I could taste it in the water. I could, I could sense it. what I keep calling ions. Yeah, so no, so you couldn't sense it? Or? Yeah, oh yeah, you can sense it. Okay. Like they talk about how much better people feel like when they ground out, but then they also go to the ocean and stand with their feet in the sand where they're grounding out and they can feel actual energy pulling in from the air. It's because there's super heavy ion action at the ocean, uh, super heavy ion collection over in there. And so then you're pulling in ions because again, and this again gets really super interesting because if you go start take, checking out like the uh, decay chains of nuclear elements, you really start learning some things about the elements. Like uh, it, you have uranium and then they have uranium that's not really active uranium. And the difference is, is the number of uh, ions that it has on, on it. So 
uh, the number of protons that it's got. So it's if it's got enough protons, then it can hold more electrons and then it has a harder charge. But then if you have add, so like then you can, but then if it degrades, it'll eventually degrade down into thorium and degrade down into all kinds of other things until it ends up being bismuth. And that's literally just the extra ions getting released. And so uh, then if you want, if you have something like even take uh, 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 radium, well, then if you put thorium mixed with radium, thorium will add on more neutrons and now that the it's got more neutrons it can hold more uh it can hold more protons which is the ion side of things and now that the whole thing's become ion heavy it can hold electrons and now it's enriched and ooh, we got some bunch and you can turn you can turn radium right into uranium and then enrich the uranium and make it weapons grade uranium and blah blah this is all just transfer of protons electrons and neutrons and depending on how many protons electrons and neutrons it has it changes entirely what it is as an element but it's all just legos <laughs> there you go no oh, that's awesome thank you very much for all of that i'll go definitely be going back to listen to this uh let's see if i've got any other questions here we are coming up on the two hour mark i probably can't go past but um yeah this is a question i should be able to find on my own but maybe you guys can because i'm i'm questioning the the percentage that i'm using when i'm breathing I think George said like 40% for women look at my weight. And unless I'm like severely underweight, it's more like uh 26%. No, I do. I do 30. I do 32. Christy does oh. 20. Christy does in the twenties. Like it's, it's according to weight. Yeah. And yeah. You're... Go ahead, Amanda. You, you have yeah, not. You got it. You got it. You got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you go into, I know, your... I know it's in here. It's uh, yeah. It's not that I didn't I, like. I can be such a baby with this stuff. I want to ask my friends. Lungs are not considered to be as big as men's lungs, so we don't yeah. need as much. But what yeah. George says is forty is the max. Max. That's really what it was. Over forty, and it's not that hydrogen is poisonous, so it's going to hurt you. It has to do with the flammability aspect of it. So, so George um, says forty. You know, don't go above forty if you're breathing it because, you know you increase its flammability every time you raise it. And and I think he kind of considers the 40% to be the, the borderline. Um, now using Ben's test on get your torch and play with it until it's no longer flammable, that may help. And I'm sure there's a buffer zone in there as well. Also, Beth, if you're going to bubble water for the bathtub, then you can turn it up to 100. Right. And the water that you're drinking can go to 100 as well. It's just the breathing that you have to be careful about or right? the spot or the spot treatments spot can be 100 as well right no 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 you no i don't know that you should because of the flammability but what do you think then i thought you're muted he's oh, muted yeah, that you can dip it in the 100 percent water and then do yeah. the right percentage unmute them you're talking then george is selling the unit and so he's trying to take as much precaution as possible because you know murphy's law and then people are idiots but yeah. you know you got them two things at play but for all practical purposes I, you know i i'm a i i work with flammable uh and explosive things all the time constantly and it's got to be in a fairly enclosed place and have 
like you'll notice like when you're going to light your hydrogen torch even from that torch it's not your flight your lighter's not doing anything right here you know not right here you've got to get that thing right into it because it doesn't take much for it to dissipate so i personally wouldn't be worried about it but i am not offering that as advice for anybody else use your own discretion um and george is going to add on extra discretion because he doesn't want blowback on him as as the maker but you'll find that a lot of just like uh with vitamins where they tell you oh only take two a day and then you like hear clive talks like take eight of them buggers yeah and all you're like what you know yeah. they don't want the they don't want the isolated case blowing back on them where yeah. one person had a bad reaction to it no pun so intended maker, yeah yeah so <laughs> as the maker i think he's being extra cautious i wouldn't be that cautious but am i advising you to be as cavalier about things as i am no yeah no this is all 100 percent responsibility i'm very aware of that more and more by the day and especially in the house of free will where we have to take 100 percent responsibility for ourselves and um so I have been chancing it. You know, I've been making my experiment I mean, honestly, with 100% spot treatments. While he goes to get something, I'm just going to say that I have many times oh, breathed it at 100%. Go ahead, Ben. Okay. Basic Parker. Yeah. Actual propane. Watch this. Yeah. Okay. Not until I go right here in the mix okay. yeah. where it's a concentrated, dense gas that it really becomes a problem. Again, not telling anybody else to sit there with freaking gas around their face and go uh, 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 with a sparker. I'm not telling you to do that. Right. But like, have you ever tried to light up while you're breathing? I have a yeah, cigarette. Yeah. That's yeah, how someone blew back on someone once. That's one of the isolated cases. Someone was yeah, smoking a cigarette with the aqua cure and that was one of the people where it exploded back but luckily it wasn't a big enough explosion to reach their face because okay. it's from so so but what here's the thing that's the beauty of having a big ass bomb because your flame is like three feet away from your cannula and so it doesn't even matter and i like smoking marijuana while breathing the gas because it makes me feel like it's infusing the cannabis into my system more. But again, this is not medical advice. It does. Christy can saying, hardly dab for, when she's using it, dude. She gets so faced. And Jason, this, this, see, I said I'm the anomaly earlier when I'm like, nothing affects me, and I don't even know if anything's working. But I'll tell you at the same time that Jason's a lightweight with everything, and he had a beer while we, you know, we were all excited about having the machine. So even that night, we're like, do, 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 do. And then he had a beer while breathing it and he got tipsy off of like a half a beer. He's like, oh my gosh, I just, I'm ready for bed. And then he said on a separate occasion that he had really vivid dreams. And then I've noticed some people say that it amps them up like you, Beth. And then I saw someone in the chat that says it makes her pass out. So it's like, maybe you need to be amped up and she needs to be passed out at that time. I was amazed it didn't keep me up like George said. It, I it, it didn't give me insomnia, luckily, because I almost always have the opposite effect to the uh, sleep remedies that people do. So uh, it, I've been sleeping um, great, actually. I thought you said you got amped up, though. Uh, yes, I did, but it's not inhibiting sleep. Good. So I'm, I'm, and in fact, I think my sleep trouble was always a lack of energy, not too much energy. You actually need energy to go to sleep. And so I would always have to heal to a certain degree before I could begin sleeping again. Otherwise I was too depleted. 
Um, there was one more thing I, that was I very interesting. I actually had more energy, but then also slept better. So I would right. have more energy during the day. And then when I hit the pillow, it was like somebody put a black duffel bag over my head. Just whoop, I'm out. Yeah. Like the world's yeah, it's gone. It's been solid. Mm -hmm, exactly. Uh, one other very interesting thing that I've noticed is um, I had a, a tumor in my chest and it left me with a very nasty scar from their biopsies, evil biopsies I should have never agreed to. And uh, so when I use the spot 100% on it, I actually get the exact sensation of when the cancer was healing because it had a sensation. I could, I could tell the difference between the cancer and the cancer healing. Can you, you try to describe that? That's yeah, fascinating. I know it's a crunchy feeling. It's a, it's a very weird, it's a crunchy feeling. Yeah. It's like almost itch, but not itchy. It's crunchy. I don't know how else to say that. It's uh, yeah. It, I've never felt that before. I had never felt it since healing the cancer. But when I put this, this spot on that exact place, it, it, it wasn't last night. It was only maybe the first four or five times that I did it. So maybe it's it's done some work there. I don't know. Just want, really quick, thank you to Angie for the tip on Rockfin, by the way. Appreciate that very much. And there's a question on Rockfin I'm going to ask after, unless anyone was jumping in now. Let's hear it. All right. So this this is from way back, and it's about ether. Are we like way off talk, topic about why is ether ridiculous? No, that's not off topic. That's yeah. That's I, I didn't say ether is ridiculous, and I get this whole dang thing. The same thing with uh, 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 I didn't say it was ridiculous. I said it's a half truth, and so you can't have potential with having something else. Something's got to create the structure for that potential. So we have potential of hydrogen, potential of this, potential of that. That second thing is a thing. Now, that second thing also needs to understand that there was this energizing infinite potential, which our today's science doesn't un, doesn't recognize that energizing infinite potential that could have been anything but structured down into this thing. And so what we've literally got is the material side and the immaterial side, like fighting, and people are taking one side or the other, and the two things work together. Like they, they work in a symbiosis and both sides are lacking when you try and take a side and both sides are right. So it, but it's, if you want to be truly overall, uh, have an understanding, you got to step back from both of them and say the potential has to be of something. Potential can't just be in and of itself a thing. It's not just potential. It's potential of something else. And that something else is a second thing. That's where that's where the materialistic side or the atomistic side comes in. And is is <coughs> so that relevant? PK was just saying, don't they call it antimatter? Is that the same? Uh, you know, <coughs> yeah, I think antimatter is is uh, supposed to be what's supposed to be what's supposed to keep everything from collapsing in on itself. I forget how that sequence goes with all their shit. Oh. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm like this weird in between because I'm an alchemist and have my own lab and see my own things and watch how they work. I don't have anybody else's exact story the same. Like, and honestly, 80% of science can't be replicated today. So I feel like I'm kind of in everything I talk about, you just go in and do what you, what I, you know, what I was talking about and you'll get the same results I do. 
Like that mm-hmm. is science. So I feel like I'm on a pretty good footing with things. Dylan, um, I mean, ben, I was talking to Dylan and he was, he sent me like a link to one of the ether debates. And I was thinking, is this a semantics issue where, um, there is semantics people are, play because of the, there's the philosophical and then there's the physical. And some people are like, the ether is there to propagate energetic things that would be like a tangible idea and then there's the philosophical ether like with the four elephant the ele- the four elements with ether being the fifth element and it's spiritual and then so people are saying that you can't quantify the spiritual but i think we just need to have like an a special spelling for the ether philosoph- philosophy philosophy and a special yeah and then a special spelling for the physical where they're trying well, to argue well, what, that there's something measurable and the interesting thing is, is it's not really the ether that they're trying to quantify is what's interesting. And they aren't understanding the separation between ether and sulfur. Ether is mercury. That's what the signal is carrying through. And But we can't separate that from sulfur because we can't even recognize sulfur without mer- mercury. It's only through the mercury that the sulfur tra- transaction can happen. So we think that the mercury is the sulfur and it's not. It, the mercury is the mercury and the sulfur is the sulfur. The, so through the zero, the positive one comes and we're the ne- and the other side's the negative one that's waiting for it. Um, and so ether is actually the fluid medium that this information is passing through. So it appears like that information is that system. And that's the other thing I have with the ether physics people, like the magnetic field. Well, they don't take into account that it took electricity in order because that magnetic field is no different than the field we talked about in fourth phase water where it's separated into a positive and a negative side charge and with a with a center zone that is uh, 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 completely neutral. The magnet is the exact same thing, and it took an electrolysis process through that in order to even set that whole system up and get that whole thing in play. There's a whole lot lacking and a whole lot of bad misinformation because there's a lot of philosophy that's come out. And like one of my personal sayings is, uh, this is my own my own quote, is you can't have the fruit of the philosophy without the root of the lab. If I can't do it in my lab, it don't mean shit what you just said. Or your garden. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, or my garden or, exactly. Or yeah. Yeah, yeah. I beautiful. have a weird question, but I don't want to interrupt if you were going somewhere, Beth. Um, I have one last question myself, but you go ahead first. Okay, so in terms of the Aquacure, ah, oh, he left. I hope you can hear me. But this is for everyone, all three he of you and can. the chat. So, what? Who do you think is the more healthy person? The somewhat someone who gets the Aquacure and sits at home breathing it all day, but doesn't exercise and eats McDonald's. Or the the woman who like lives naked, wakes up with the sun, and frolics to the stream to get their water, and then like put it through the vortexes, and then like say thank you so much, Jesus and Odin and Buddha, and then blessings be to, and you ride it on the water, and then you put Shanghai water in it, and then you dance some more, and then you pray, who, and then you eat, um, you know. McDonald's as well, maybe. Then who's like the healthier person? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, you're a multitasking healer there, there Rose. I, I, I remember being there as well. Do you guys have, Amanda or, or Ben, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I would say that the person who's frolicking naked to the stream because they're moving and people need to understand 
that our bodies need movement. If you're going to be sitting on the couch eating McDonald's okay, all day, I don't care how much Brown's gas you're you're consuming, you're you're failing to do one of the fundamental things we are intended to do while we're in these meat suits, and that is move. <laughs> so you know the person who's who's moving and going to the stream and doing whatever, putting on a show for the neighbors because they're moving and doing something, and they're even connecting spiritually because listen it's, there's not one piece of a pie there's multiple pieces and and you have to have all the pieces and you have to we have to figure out what those pieces are but we have to find those pieces in order to have the pie in order to find balance and it's finding that balance that's going to help your body find that balance in order to stay healthy until you live long and drop dead I agree. <laughs> yep. Bingo. Energy is, is, you know, you want to say meant to move or it does move energy moves. So by not moving, we are working against ourselves. Yes, Diane, movement is medicine. I have to remind myself because I come from a long line of people who are heady and, you know, intellectual and in business. And this is the position we're always in sitting here. I was watching a, a trial yesterday in Canada with uh, one of our common connections, Amanda, and mm -hmm. you can see all these like crusty old men. I'm sorry that it's like nothing against men, but they're crusty, not moving, not really, you know, breathing. There's, I'm like, are you even alive? I was, I'm watching, is it, did the screen freeze? It's like, no, no, it, it, you can, and it, has, <laughs> it, it, it takes a toll, right? And, and it's, right, the. You thought the screen froze. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen that in court where you, 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 you go to court and then you've got the paralegals and they're all on screen and you're thinking, oh, it's a picture. And then all of a sudden you see us like. <laughs> I know. I, I know. That. Did they just put a picture up and fake it or what? So, yeah, 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 movement, everything vibrates. It's all energy. This is what I teach how to recognize the specific vibration of particular expressions. Once you know and see them, it's absolutely a game changer. Uh, I was going to be telling you guys about my Find Your Sacred Purpose course, but as of two days ago, it completely filled up. So if there uh, is a, I'm sure there will be a future round of that, and you can do that course as a an online course as well. Dude, congratulations. But thank you so much, Rose, for your help as well. Yeah, yeah, there, we've got some uh, some lovely crow people in there, thanks to you. So from, from the chat, yes, ether is mercury. It's the macro level of mercury on this, uh, on this plane. Um, potential is pure energy, but that energy needs to ground. That's why energy always immediately goes to ground because it needs stability, it needs structure. Structure is where it's material. Where the two meet and zero out is the material plane, which is where we live this, uh, this uh, zero point, this you know, plane of manifestation. You got the material, which is the negative ice side and the thought or the uh, energy or the plasma, the positive side and where they meet is right here, the plane of manifestation. So pure potential is just energy and energy can be anything. And when it has structure, it becomes something. And until it has, just like what Amanda said, where the without the salt in the solution, it doesn't flow. You, you got to have that structure. You got no flow, that positive, that pure energy won't go nowhere. It don't, that doesn't do anything. It's just energy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pure beautiful. Potential. Right. Right. Yeah. It's even hard to think of that as an element in our, in the way we think, but it is uh, the most powerful. 
my last question is about sulfur, which you had talked about a little bit earlier, Ben. And there was uh, my, my colleague, Jacqueline Milne, who might have been here. She's like way off the deep end into the Browns gas, just going for it. She's going to do the education. She's going to start up her own production with, with her people. And um, she noticed that if she was taking her, uh, her sulfur supplement, I'm not sure if it was homeopathic or, or what it was, but that her sense, like she thought they were working really well together. And what I noticed is that anytime I get low in my immune system, I start taking garlic and I can take quite a volume of garlic, not chewing it, but swallowing it. And in uh, sometimes it is literally the only thing of all of the remedies that I've had, it's the only thing that will really catch something. And I'm, so I'm curious, what's the interaction between the sulfur and the hydrogen, if any? Well, once again, the, uh, and I assume it's the allicin that you're getting out of, out of that then? Is, the, is it the allicin yeah. that you're after? Yeah, um, isn't it sulfur-based? So, so again, yeah, yeah, the allicins, uh, you just let that uh, garlic sit out and oxygenate for a little bit, and the allicin comes screaming out to the top, and it all turns blue. Um, right, that's what I was told to the, not uh, eat it right away. Yeah, don't eat it right away. Let that allicin activate. That oxygenation has to happen. But now that the oxygenation has happened, what needs to happen next? Hydrogen. So for in order to incorporate that thing into your system that you've been breaking down with the oxygenation, now we need hydrogen in order to make it bond with your system. So uh, absolutely, now that we've taken and we're breaking it down, we want to incorporate it in. We're going to need hydrogen for that job. Okay, excellent. Yeah, because I was on, with our winter, I was on at least one clove a day on it. I know it's a weird way to say it, but as a supplement. And since I've been doing the Browns gas, I've actually not felt the need for the garlic. So I wonder if the two have worked together. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very good. And then there's stages of uh, of healing, right? Like is your body is going to heal deep. Is it the organs first? And then there's like two or three stages where regeneration, say with a scar or skin, a wound of some kind would be the last thing that your body considers a priority. Well, why would it care? It's already sealed up the wound. It's already you're functioning. The parts where you weren't quite functioning correctly are the ones that it's gonna take and try and get you back to a correct functioning. You don't go out to your car and uh, yeah, take it to the paint shop and get it painted up all nice when the engine's blown. But then why do I hear so many positive things about the skin first? And I'm still waiting for someone to tell me that their liver stopped having a problem. It could uh, just be, you yeah. know, I, I think, you know, there, there, a lot of people are using it externally. We're a very visual society. And I and think vain. a lot of people, yeah, and very vain. And I think a lot of people really just are not in touch with themselves at all. Like you imagine mm. the, uh, the, the all at having an understanding of every piece of itself and every cell. And most of us, we can't figure out when we eat the wrong thing that it makes us sick the next night. And that takes us 10 years and we still keep doing it. Yeah, like, yeah. You I, know. I must be one of those people. I have to, that's a logical explanation for a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. This has been an amazing discussion. Hey, Jason. 
is that uh, Jason is disciple of the Messiah? I shouldn't say that, but <clears throat> and and Thunder. I also yep. though eat a lot of garlic. I think we go through probably about half a head a day at least. At least, exactly, yeah. And I learned to just a quick garlic tip. One is to when I swallow it, I cut it. I cut it up as if I was going to cook with it. Leave it for you know 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. So the like you said, the Allison comes out, and then you can knock it back without having to chew it. That means it doesn't, because it would make me sick to chew. It just like literally starts to make me barfy. You get that fish flavor. You get that. You have that gene where uh, uh, it tastes like fish. No, it's no. just nausea, like just instant kind of nausea. Uh, and, it, uh. and if I swallow too, like, yeah, chewing it is a sure thing. Unless it's mixed with food in a generous way, then, then that's fine. But uh, I can swallow two, three, four, six cloves a day if I just swallow the pieces rather than chew on them. And if I, if I pace them, it doesn't make me sick. If I, if I take too much at one time, I will maybe barf it up. I've, I've, you know, I, this is too gross. I know, but like if I can keep it in my system, it's better. Cause I know it's healing me. And uh, yeah, I just, I haven't needed it. I, I did start to get a little bit of a cold sore and I dipped a, a cotton thing and um, used the Brown's gas water on the, and it, and it went away overnight. Or it, yeah. it, it, it went into the healing mode overnight, which is not necessarily a given as well. So, yeah, I'm very encouraged. I'm very hopeful with it. I'm very glad to have had you guys here where you've got more experience. And, uh, yeah, this this community is already very much, I guess I don't need these anymore. It's already very much hip to the Browns gas. <laughs> what did he say? Barfing is fun sometimes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What do you think, Rose? <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, well, just a little fun fact about, about being barfy is that uh, it is one of the ways that our system alerts us to death. And the fear of dying and the nausea can can come together or even be the same thing. So I've had experiences where I've been nauseous and I let go of the programming that tells me I'm going to die and the nausea goes away. I've also been hungry, very similar or even the same. I've been hungry, let go of that program, the hidden unconscious program that says I'm going to die and the hunger goes away. I think, oh, I'm going to have to get up and eat. And it's like, no, I just, I just had a program running. Or sometimes barfing helps end the nausea and that's why it's fun. Right. That it, it's a way to release the nausea is by actually bringing it up. Yeah. So and we, you're thinking to yourself, whatever poison inside of me, thank you universe for ejecting it. I rebuke you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yep. So the great poisoning that we're all part of, we had one entire day without chemtrails. That was amazing. Blue sky open, you know, not one. And it's like, what are they on holidays? They ran out for a while. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> They're back at it again. All right. Well, this has been fantastic. Visit Ben Balderson over at heathenwizards.com. Is that correct, Ben? And he says, my website. That's my website where I sell like uh, some of the things that we make. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it's just Benjamin Balderson on uh, uh, YouTube or uh, Rockfin is where I have my full show. It's uh, That's the only place. And then we're on all the different podcast apps. And I think on Odyssey. Uh, Jared's the man. Okay, fantastic. And uh, Amanda, where would you like us? To, or, uh, here, just since I've got this link, this is where you can find Rose's channel on Telegram, and of course, crow triple seven radio dot com. 
is where all the magic happens. I don't use that word very much anymore. <laughs> and the garlic raw, absolutely garlic raw. By the way, when I cook with garlic, I throw it in now at the very end before it's almost done. Well, so I'm not overcooking it. But it's been so sitting it, there, right? It also, it's sitting on the counter for a while. Depends, the funny thing is, is this all gets back into the way things are structured. Because raw, you get advantages, advantages 100%. But then black garlic fermented, you also get advantages. So like, you know, it just depends on what thing are you trying to do because you're getting different allotropes of the same thing. And because it's a different allotrope, it connects differently with your body and does a different job. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. I actually got some of that black garlic thing. I haven't used it. I'm stashing it. Delicious. Malnourished. Oh. It is delicious. I'm going to, I'm going to freak out. Okay. That's good. Okay. I'm going to try oh. it tonight. I'll have to get like some more. Candy. I got a source. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Good to know. Cause I'm also very culinary about all of this. And uh, here is Amanda's YouTube channel where she has been sharing some tidbits and uh, her experiences and uh, victories, knowledge in law. So I highly recommend jumping over there if you're one of my law. I haven't done any updates in a while. Um, I have to, I got to do a series because, yeah, I there's a lot of stuff that I've got to do, but I just making the time at the moment. And that's the tough thing for me right now is making the time. Fair enough. Everything goes in waves. You were, you were coming out strong for a lot of months. I felt like that too. It's just like how much endurance at some point you got to take that, regenerative kind of time. So yeah, yeah, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate all of the presence of uh, people out there in the chat and all of the very intelligent comments coming in questions. And uh, Thunder Chicken, thank you very much. Super informative. I know there's so much information in this community. It's uh, extraordinary to use Thor's word there, Steve's word. Thank you, Glenn J. I appreciate that. And SV loves the black garlic. All right, my dears. Well, I think I'm going to start signing off from here and I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of day, rest of your day. Any, any closing comments that uh, are burning? Whoops. What do I keep doing there? Uh, go to crow777radio.com, not the Rose777 channel on Telegram. Okay. <laughs> or, yeah. or the Crow777 channel on, on Telegram instead of the Rose. They're both the same except the Rose one. I just like post really random stuff that has nothing to do with truth, like like high lung music or like pictures of my flowers. So just stick with the Crow channel if you want, like to the truth, the relevant truth information and crowtriplesevenradio.com. Okay, very good. And if you do not know for some reason, Rose is the producer over there of that amazing show I was on recently. If you didn't catch my uh, 446, then you'll want to do that. I met amazing people through you guys. And I had a good interview of Crow as well. I've been and on once or twice, too. once we or have, twice. We have a playlist for Ben Balderson. <laughs> we haven't even gotten the Jason one up yet. So check out the Ben Balderson playlist and you could just listen to his episodes one through, I think it's probably more than 10 now. And Last one be 73. That could be a textbook and as much of Crow's content. Could be and my battery is about to die. <laughs> okay. All right. We're out of here. Love <laughs> I love you guys too. Have a great rest of your right. day. Yeah. Come Thanks, knock Beth. on my door at bethmartins.com or house of free will, or pardon me, freewillministry.live if you'd like to become a member. All right, everybody. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye for now.